You're listening to a podcast from the University of Warwick. This series was produced as part of the conference All Together Now, British Theatre After Multiculturalism. The conference was organised in collaboration with the British Theatre Consortium. In this episode, we hear from academic and writer Lynette Goddard, speaking as part of the panel discussion, Mistaken Identity. Lynette, I'm going to come to you in a minute, but we, we, um, I think we talked about, we've, you've conjured a bit of Kwame so, with his, with his, <laughs> with his uh, statistics. So, so um, I think um, he, we, he, one of the things that he talks about in um, uh, Statement of Regret, there's a, there's a fantastic, that, that struck me having recently read it. It struck me as, um, uh, I haven't seen it, by the way, because I'm, it's not so easy to get to London um, from Manchester. Um, but um, having read it only, um, it, it, there's, there's, such, there's an interesting thesis in there about um, what the, as it were, the end of identity politics, how um, you, uh, the, the play begins with, the, with the, uh, an argument about um, uh, pursuing uh, uh, sort of uh, pursuing identity politics in one particular way, uh, communities split and argue against each other, Car- Afro-Caribbean against African and so on. It's a big part of the, the argument in that play. And um, it, it, he, he, he performs in the play some of the, some of the debate that we're discussing mm-hmm. here, I think. Lynette, does that, does that, is, do you think that's, she's an academic and she works <laughs> on Kwame amongst other people? Um, with, with that, does that stand? Does that stand up as an assertion? Yeah. What, 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 I'd, what I'd probably like to pick up on is um, I've, I've just recently started uh, doing some research on black theatre in this decade, and it's focusing on Kwame and Roy and Debbie Tucker Green pri- primarily. And uh, one of the things that I was been trying to think about in relation to their work is whether they are actually engaging a shift beyond identity politics. Or whether it's a case of reframing identity politics by engaging with what it means to kind of live Britain today as a as a black person and for much of their work as a kind of young third generation potentially uh, black person in Britain and that once we start to think carefully about the kind of younger generations coming up that the questions on identity politics necessarily have to shift uh, yes. one of which is intra-cultural, if we're going to call it that, which is uh, the African and Caribbean conflict that's kind of appeared in quite a number of plays, Joe Guy uh, by Roy Williams, um, and a Statement of Regret, as you mentioned. Um, And another, which is kind of how we live as as black people in a multicultural society alongside white people, some of of whom are racist, if we're going to go down the Nick Griffin route, and some of whom kind of see black as cool and as something to be kind of aspired towards and how that kind of Mm. starts to trouble um, Britishness, actually. Um, So, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. I don't know if that taps into... (laughs) Yes, yes, I think it does. And you had some things of your own as well to say. Yes, I had had all of that, but but extended, yeah. yeah, so as, as, as I said, I, I kind of come to this work as a... Initially, I was, I was a stage manager, and I was in a stage, ma- a stage manager in the late 80s, early 90s, when uh, black theatre was black theatre, and when there was theatre and there was black theatre. Um, and, and I 
became went into sort of academia educationally in the in the early 90s when black theatre companies were just about starting to fold and uh, we were starting to hear talk of this thing called cultural diversity and um, at the time I was I was very skeptical of uh, cultural diversity because when I was a practitioner uh, I would only get work in black theatre just follow me for a moment. So when I was a practitioner, I worked with Black Mime, and Black Theatre Co-op, and the Black Theatre Companies. That was where the work was. I worked at the Tricycle once. It was on a black play. Um, I worked at the Young Vic on a secondment, so that doesn't quite count. So primarily, I would get called up to work on black plays if we were in theatres or with the, with the Black Theatre Companies. And so when uh, this talk of cultural diversity uh, started to happen and... and for me, what that seemed to be was the Arts Council saying, actually, what we're going to do is we're going to give money to the National Theatre, to the RSC, to theatre, um, as a way to kind of encourage greater cultural diversity. And when that started to happen at first, I was very suspicious of it, um, because I was like, well, my jobs are with the black theatre companies, and surely we, sh we, we need to be... Um, making sure that these, these companies have a place alongside the national companies rather than giving the money to the national companies to kind of force integration. And I was sceptical because I felt that um, what this would mean is that uh, those that were in the, what was it called earlier, Gatekeep, the gatekeepers, those that programme, that decide what kinds of uh, black stories we get to see on the national stage or at the Royal Court or wherever it is, would just program the same kinds of plays um, all the time and that we would have a kind of proliferation of plays about disaffected young black boys um, and the kind of the, the, the crisis of, of youth, if you like, black on black, black on black rather, violence, um, gun and knife crime and that, that sort of thing. Um, the other starting point, I guess I, I should say for, my, for, for me is that uh, when I first went into academia, I was researching black women's theatre specifically. And again, you kind of knew where you were when you, when you were talking about black women's theatre because you were talking about identity politics, fundamentally. These were plays that were talking about diaspora, um, what it meant to be negotiating your cultural identity as a black British person in second generation uh, in relation to the kind of cultural heritage of your parents. Stuff like that. So you kind of knew where you were. So we've got these two points that are kind of coming together for the work that I do now. One is scepticism of, in, initial scepticism, I shall say, of cultural diversity. Um, and one is that I kind of, at the time, felt that it was really important that uh, black writers, black women specifically at the time, were kind of engaging with cultural identity and identity politics. Um, and then in the past year only, not, 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 not that long at all, um, I've just started a sort of the project that I'm working on at the moment, which is um, a project on black British, playwriting, black British playwriting in this decade, so in the first decade of the 21st century. Um, again, as I said a moment ago, it's looking specifically at Kwame Roy and Debbie and kind of questioning or seeking to kind of interrogate what it is that has led to their enhanced profile 
at the National, uh, the Royal Court, uh, they're the two that I'm thinking of at the moment, and even the RSC actually, uh, Roy and Debbie have had pieces on at the RSC. Um, but, and then it's also including writing about other playwrights like Dippo and uh, Michael Bim and Ricky Beadle Blair and other playwrights that are at the Stratford East and Tricycle and Soho Theatres. Um, and when I first started thinking about this work, I was, I was thinking that uh, Debbie and Roy and Kwame, potentially, that what their, certainly Debbie and, and Roy, that what their work was doing that, that was kind of new was that they were actually moving away from those questions of identity politics that we were used to from the generation before. So say the plays that were about diaspora and stuff, and that they were really writing plays that were engaging with what it meant to be living in Britain today, now, as young people. Um, and that this, was, this is the basis of, of their profile. I mean, it's, it is, uh, sometimes I think, progress, what progress, if, it, if it's just plays about black and black violence. But just to, to take the list for my writing, because I have written it down, is uh, the, the profile of black playwrights this decade is unprecedented and is to be, in some ways, kind of applauded, really. West End transfer of Elamina's Kitchen, um, television productions of, mm. of Fallout mm. and of Elamina's Kitchen. Mm. Uh, I understand Dippo's preparing a film version of the estate. So there's a, there's a presence, I think, and a, pr a prominent presence for some writers. And I guess that's where the kind of sceptical bit starts to creep <laughs> yeah. in again. So it's like, why, why these three so prominent and others kind of just kind of jobbing around and, and dotting around? Um, but one of the key questions that, that I would think about in, that's raised by black theatre in the mainstream um, is this question around how, it's, how they are reframing identity politics. And for me, it's hinging on... Um, the way that they are re representing the third generation, which I've said already. Um, so, for example, um, in earlier plays, when we would have had intergenerational conflict, that conflict would have been about African Caribbean parent and mm. their relationship to their child and the way that they were going to negotiate, the child is negotiating their identity in Britain in relation to their parent. Um, I think intergenerational conflict is still um, a theme in black playwriting, but, but it's necessarily different because now we're starting to talk about, we're talking second and third generation or a play like Elmina's Kitchen, for example, we're talking about a father who has grown up in Britain, mm. now guiding his son uh, about how he might experience his life in Britain. Mm. Um, and uh, I guess, I don't, I'm not quite sure how I feel yet about the fact that most of the plays say most, uh, are still tend to be uh, urban plays. They still, still tend to be kind of framed around the notion of cool. I think there's something quite interesting happening in terms of the fact that these plays are moving the representation of black people in Britain away from the domestic, i.e. families inside houses, and out onto the, the streets. And that I, there's a kind of healthy dialogue that, that comes about as part of that move. Uh, the, the example that I'm thinking of when I say that is um, Bola's, Bola Agbaje's Gone Too Far, mm. which was at the, the Royal Court. And 
for those that don't know it, the, the basic premise of this play was two, two boys going out to buy a pint of milk. But on that journey, through the duration of, of the play, for them to buy this pint of milk, they met a whole myriad of different characters through which they were kind of negotiating, questioning, arguing, battling the kind of terrain of cultural identity. And again, it had the kind of African, Caribbean, mm. mixed race, mm. black, uh, black, white, mm. Asian. But mm. it had, it had uh, mm. a number of different kind of conflicts coming up. Um, and that sort of uh, placing theatre in an outdoor, outdoor space and therefore allowing kind of multiple voices and races to, to enter the debate is something that, that I think is, is quite significant uh, to the kind of current trend of black theatre. Um, the other thing that I'm noticing um, that, that I think I need, we'll do some more work on is um, the fact that the, some, of the play, some of the playwrights are starting to move out of Britain, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so again, when I, when I think of uh, the heritage, the, the, the theatre that we're inheriting, I might think of people like uh, Mustafa Matura, Derek Walcott, those kinds of playwrights Howland who... Baines. Pardon me? Howland Baines. Of Stop course. Writing. Those kinds of playwrights who, who wrote about the oh, Caribbean films. or wrote oh. plays that were set in the Caribbean. Mm. Um, now, when I start thinking in terms of global, a black theatre that's addressing a, the, the global world, I think of... Firstly, I think of Debbie Tucker Green, I guess, and Stone in Mary, which... Um, started to kind of make a Stony Mary generation and trade. Three plays that were, were in a kind of gritty way were inviting us to think about kind of exploitation and human rights and poverty and world crisis and, and those kind of issues. And, and in some ways, Stony Mary, a play that the critics kind of frame in relation to being about African concerns, but yet the, the actors possibly the characters are white. Um, that, for me, I think, is, it starts to kind of represent one of the kind of challenges that, that Debbie is inviting us to think about. In some ways, people say she's a black playwright, she's still writing about African issues, she's still writing about poverty. But in another way, st she is starting to break down some of the associations that we might have, uh, say, with, with race and character, with race and what's happening in the play. Someone mentioned random earlier, which was, which was my other example. So you've got one, she wasn't it, one black actress playing a number of roles across gender and across race. Um, and that, for me, seems to be, again, kind of a potential future for kind of breaking down some of the assumptions, maybe, that we carry with us about the kinds of work that black theatre is mm. trying to, should be doing. Mm. Um, and also for the playwrights themselves becomes a way in which they engage with trauma and healing and grief, actually. Because um, the thing that kind of strikes me about random is, although most of the characters in the play that the, 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 the solo actress plays are black, and the family that she is presenting who have lost their son through a random act of teenage violence are black, Actually, there's so much of that play that actually is about grief and trauma and is, is kind of saying, you know, grief and trauma are things that, that we, 
we all need to address so we can key into it on that level. But also, we all need to start to think about the issue of teenage violence and as, as, a, as a society, to, to kind of start to address that issue. So there's kind of two points, two points there, which is kind of global black theatre uh, as, as a way to move beyond identity <coughs> politics, I think is quite interesting. And maybe we should talk some more about, about that rather than always be thinking about kind of Britain, Britain, mm. Britain, <laughs> Britain kind of thing. Um, and then kind of the way that black theatre is beginning or black playwrights are beginning to respond to much broader range of issues, I think, than was possibly addressed sort of 20 years ago when we were quite hung up on identity politics. Mm. Um, yeah. I've noticed in your work that you have um, a sort of, I don't know, sometimes it felt like an impatience, but certainly an excitement about formal challenge. Yeah. You know, that, that you were seeing... Um, playwrights using different sorts of forms yeah. that responded differently. And you've been using it very clearly here, multiple voices, yeah. you know, thinking about um, uh, people playing across race and mm -hmm. so forth and so on. Um, you know, um, this would confound those people who find cross-casting in the RSC difficult. Mm. I mean, it would just leave them standing, wouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> so it, that's, that's quite interesting. This is quite interesting. I mean, one of, one of the things around kind of black women's playwriting um, so this is sort of going back a bit, was, was a kind of sense that if, if you really wanted to challenge the kind of orthodoxies of British theatre, you needed to not just make a challenge in terms of the content of your play, but you needed to start to engage with um, different forms of presentation. Um, so that, that kind of comes out of the, initially for me, out of the kind of feminist, yes. uh, thinking about a feminist voice for theatre. A lot of the plays that I'm coming across now are actually quite conventional in form. So they're mm. social realism, maybe we're talking about Dippo on, on the train, kind of satire and yes. stuff like that. Um, yeah. But I do think that th th what they, they're doing contentually is that they're kind of provoking the kinds of questions that we need to be kind of addressing as a society. One mm. further thought on that, actually, that, that was at the end of my paper, but didn't look at it um is that the an issue for me is that there seems it seems to me that there's an onus on black practitioners to address multiculturalism mm. i might just leave it there thought okay uh, um and I, I kind of wonder about that this conference was supported by the school of theater performance and cultural policy studies at the university of warwick warwick arts center the Humanities Research Centre at the University of Warwick and the Department of Drama and Theatre at Royal Holloway.